So kia ora koutou Wellington, you're back with Martin Andrews on B-Side Stories, Access Radio 783 AM. And uh, I'm very pleased to introduce Sean Torrington. Welcome Sean. Kia ora Martin. Uh, so Sean uh, is the uh, artist behind the current Courtney Place Lightbox exhibition mm-hmm. um, called You Don't Have to Be the Building? Yeah, We Don't Have to Be the Building. We Don't Have to Be the Building. Yeah. So let's start with that name there Sean, where did that come from? Cool. So um, the title came from, um, I've been interested for a long time in my practice thinking about architecture as a metaphor for the structures that get built around us rather than the structures that we build ourselves. Sure. Um, so so that was that was around that. What would it look like if we were writing our own histories or building our own buildings? Um, and, and yeah, maybe they look a little bit different to all the straight lines and, um, yeah, so it was mm. around that really. Mm. Sure. Now the light box series is always, I find it fascinating. Mm. I always have. There's been so many great artists and, and works that have been exhibited in there. How did you come across it and what was the whole process for you to, uh, get to display in there? So it's a proposal based. So I wrote a proposal of what I wanted to do. And uh, that goes to the public art fund uh, through Wellington City Council, and then they they choose artists to put in there. And it's uh, it, it's an amazing space because it's on the street, and yep. so um, for me that's that's always really important that people can see my work in places other than in galleries. Mm, There's lots mm. of people who don't go to galleries for lots of reasons, mm. um, and it can be a pretty elitist kind of system, and I don't like that. So, uh, yeah, I've always I've always exhibited my work in, in trees and abandoned buildings and lots of different places, but that place is quite special, uh, especially for, for this project, which is uh, about queer and trans activism, um, for that to be on the street where so many of us have experienced uh, really negative things um, that it it was it was a way to kind of speak back to the to the street to the people to mm. whoever walks past yeah and have you had some uh, feedback from the the queer community yes lots of lots of feedback so I just received my uh First ever fan mail in the mail um, <laughs> this week, which was really amazing. Um, so somebody uh, sent a letter to the council, uh, and uh, and they sent it on to me. So that person is sixty five years old. So she had uh, lived through through homosexual law reform, and and she just wanted to um, really. Uh, support what I was doing and say how exciting it was for that to be on the street and mm, and mm. talk about acceptance and uh, that was that was yeah that was really amazing um so it's a bit of a highlight and of course facebook messages and you know people people see it and because there is um images of me in it people talk to me about it on the street as well because mm-hmm. they recognize me um so yeah, a, a lot of the feedback I've had has been around um, from queer people, but also from from women and feminine people saying it's you know it's amazing to see our stories on the street, or it makes me feel better, or it makes me feel stronger, or so yeah, it's felt good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a very striking um, display. Um, 
It really, uh, you know, because I'm always noticing them, but but when I saw this one, I was really drawn to it and uh, um, the use of both the images and the the words that you've chosen, you know, a lot of, um, you know, I, I wish that I didn't have to cover myself up. I wish I, that I could just be myself and mm. really, really striking. So um, tell us about the, when you when you were accepted, did you have to, as part of the proposal, did you have to say, this is a rough idea of what I'm going to be doing or did, what, did you get up accepted and then start the process of putting it together? Yeah, so I had to uh, submit my ideas, and uh, what I did was uh, was submit previous work and say, I, I think it will look a bit like this, mm-hmm. um, and sort of with studio tests, and but it changed, it changed a lot um, as as usual, um, kind of a year and a half later after the proposal. Um, but one of the key things that I did say in my proposal was that I want to use words. Uh, in different sizes so that people it's a really special site because people walk past every day Mm, um, mm. and go on the bus and someone was saying to me today you know every day when I'm on the bus people talk about it on the bus Mm, and mm. so I wanted it to be uh, uh, to be to have text that was big enough that people might just see one word when they're walking past and um, and then come back and read something else um, or, or see those big, big drawings of of, mm. of people um, because it's, it's there for so long. It's there for four months, um, so people can really engage with it if if they want to in different ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. over time. And how was the? So it was eighteen months before. From proposal to actual exhibition? I think something like that, yeah. Yeah. So the making the work took uh it was it was like having a baby. It took almost exactly nine months. So yeah. <laughs> so um and the work changed uh a lot during that process because it's uh, there's there's about a hundred people who were directly involved in in uh, contributing the content of that work. Mm. So I um the, the there were two kind of really strong threads to the kopapa of of the work one was that i thought about it as as fakapapa as looking for my own place in um in this history and who i'm connected to in terms of activism in terms of art in terms of expression um and the other thread was about uh fully informed consent so i thought I think it's okay for me to ask as long as it's always okay for people to say yes and no mm. at any stage. And so what that meant was that I um, I was not uh, invested or having a particular uh, definite outcome of any of the parts of the project because it depended on the people and it depended on what happened, uh, which is which is quite a vulnerable sort of place to be as an artist because you don't know yep. what's going to happen. There's a lot of trust and there's a lot of intimacy in mm. that in that process um, and a lot of respect for for each other. You know, that's what consent is is, is about, um, respecting the agency of the other, the other person, the other people. So that was really uh, an exciting sort of basis for, for, for all of the ways that I engage with people, yeah. Yeah, this idea about um, your whakapapa and your lineage as being a queer activist mm. uh, must have led you down some pretty interesting paths. I mean, mm. uh, it's something that I think that um, we take 
a little bit for granted now, um, you know, gay and lesbian community, um, you know, I mean, I don't know myself, but I imagine that it's nowhere near as difficult as what it must have been prior to the uh, law reform. Mm. You know, like for this woman who's 64 years old, I can only imagine what it must have been like, mm. you know, in the 1950s. I'm, I'm gathering, I'm guessing that she probably would have been closeted. Mm. Um, so it must have been an interesting, um, I don't know, just an investigative part for you. Mm. And, and did it help you? you know, learn anything or Mm. how was that whole process? I mean, one of the things that I wanted was to have a a conversation kind of across generations. So in the archives, which are the first kind of few panels, there were a lot of conversations um, and and magazines and and letters and, and documents around homosexual law reform and what it was like. And uh, a lot of there were a lot of divisions in our communities, as there are now. Um, I think it's got easier for some people um, and not not for others. Um, so I think it's I think it's easier for white gay men these days. Sure. I'm not sure that it's that much easier for our queer, trans, young people of colour. Um, I'm not sure that much has changed um, for some parts of our communities. And so that's what that's one of the things I really wanted to have a look at. You know, if we um, uh, we have to all be lifted up together, not um, not not one group um, at the um, at the expense of or forgetting another. And in this uh, in the second panel, there's a there's a quote which was um, really instrumental for me through the project, which is which is about that, which is questioning. Um, you know, we're uh, we're standing together with you. Um, this was from Tangata Fenua, and uh, but will you stand with us when it's not about your skin, when it's about ours? And um, so that was that was a big part of what the project became about about solidarity um and about how do we how do we care about things that are not directly affecting us but they're actually affecting all of our humanity which is one thing that people talk a lot about uh, homosexual law reform that you know it didn't directly affect me but it affected all of our humanity because it was a human right and so that's that's why we fought for it and i think that um that's that's a very beautiful way to think about um mm. working mm. together that we're actually all we're all connected we're all um yeah. yeah it affects everyone and that's something i've been hearing a lot about recently particularly from tia mari about how do we how do we connect with each other? How do we work together? Because colonisation, you know, it's all about divide and rule. Put put divisions between people, make it so that people don't trust each other, don't work together. So then, how do we how do we get back to to helping each other and and listening? So yeah, I learned a lot about that kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like quite a journey. Yeah, yeah. And has the end result met your expectations when you started out on this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, yeah, it was such an adventure. Um, and it was, uh, I I am usually quite a private sort of studio artist. And this work was, was a, a very clear decision to open up the doors, open up my heart, open up my practice and really connect with, uh, with people and make, uh, make offers to people say, you know, do you want to 
be drawn? Do you want to uh, talk to me? Do you want to tell me a story? Do you want to... Um, and and just being really open to what people what people said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was about making I feel much more connected um, than I did before, which was one of my goals. And also, I I'm really interested in as an artist, what's what's your job? What's the point of what you do? Um, and I don't think that the point can be just making pictures that go in frames that go in galleries that only some people go and look at I think that we have a social responsibility um and that that is it's it's spiritual it's creative it's about the body um and yeah that those functions I'm trying to get back to those those functions um and this project really it really did that it it created a lot of healing for for me and many other people and I think that healing um also also is painful and cracking open those things and having a look at the um the 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 wounds and acknowledging them and i think that art has a has the potential to be a way to do that mm. absolutely absolutely that's um, that's really beautiful um tell us about the uh, what was it like to 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 first see all of that work when it got installed so, do they light it up for the first time? So uh, they installed it in the in the day, and um, the the uh, I never knew exactly what it was going to look like until it all mm. you know until it all went up. Um, and because they're, they're photographs, so I, I worked with an amazing photographer, um, and so I just I sat in a cafe there and watched the amazing guys uh putting them up and it just it was really magic it was yeah it was a great great relief and mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it was a really it was a really sacred sort of sort of moment and they were just there for a day um uh, and then the the next morning we had a dawn we had a full dawn blessing of them with tifana fana um which was uh which was what it it needed it was very mm. yeah tapu sacred um important work and that was that was part of the um yeah part of the reaching out part of building those connections was um yeah that they they came to totoko that work and that those histories and that was that was very um powerful and humbling and and uh, to do that on the street at mm. six o'clock in the morning, yeah. <laughs> what an experience to go through. Mm. Was yeah. this the um, one of the more profound pieces that you've done that you've worked on? Yeah, I or think. Are, are I, they I, all in their own? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're all. You know, you always think that the the thing you've just done is you know sure. the best thing, or the mm. next thing is going to be the best thing. But I think this, uh, because of what it has meant to. To other people, uh, the risks that were taken, um, the 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 importance in terms of um, our social um, social connections with each other. I feel um, I I almost feel like if I never made anything again, that's that's enough. You know, <laughs> yeah. Is there is there an ideal way to view it? Is there uh, eight panels? Is that right? There's sixteen panels. Sixteen panels. Yeah. So they're they're two sided. Um, I don't. I don't know about that. Um, I. Th- I hope that there's lots of ways to view it. It's. It's quite different in the day to at night. 
Um, but I think it's uh, I think it's good. I think it's good both ways. Sometimes I've been and sort of walked around the whole thing. Other times I've just gone and hung out with one one mm-hmm. piece, which is pretty nice as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the most striking images for me on it, are, they, are they pencil drawings or are they charcoal? Yeah, charcoal. The charcoal yeah. drawings of the naked bodies. Yeah. So there's something that's so raw about them. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe just describe a little bit of the, that process? of? Yeah, of course. So that part was called uh, Drawing It Out, and I put out a call during um, during Pride Week, an offer um, to say, uh, do you want to come and be come and be drawn? And uh, so I it, I called it fully consensual life drawing. So I said I will draw whatever you offer me. It might be your elbow or your whole body or whatever you want. Um, but it's not up to me what I what I draw. Um, so trying to kind of uh, disrupt that power between the artist and oh sit like this a bit more like mm-hmm. that and um, which I don't think is any of my business. Um, and and trying to uh, create, mm, yeah, some some intimacy between us, uh, which was about the other person being in control of their body and me receiving whatever was was gifted. Um, so I drew seven people. I knew two of them, and five people were um, new to me, strangers. Um, and they took they took two hours each. Those drawings are very large. They're much larger than the than they are in the um, in the light boxes, and uh, the person could see me see me drawing what I was doing, um, and people talked and 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 we we did karakia and and we talked about what we were doing, and um, I guess about two thirds of the way through each drawing, I would kind of say, "How am I doing? Like, is there something I'm missing, or do you want to?" So one person said to me, "Oh, when I talk, I it, I talk a lot with my hands, so it's hard to sit still." And I said, "Okay, so do you want to do you want to do that? Do you want to talk?" And they said, "What shall I talk about?" And I said, "What's okay? Uh, what's your you know your favorite show?" Or and so they just talked very passionately about this. Um, about this TV show and and talked with their hands and so I just drew drew that movement drew that um, so yeah so for each person I I think we 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 captured something that they that they wanted and then those drawings um, it was up to them uh, if they went in or not um, and they had a long time to think about that and I checked in and. Um, so it's a really, uh, it's a very humbling uh, amount of of, of trust um, in me uh, from those people and, and in the work uh, that they that those images are on the street and we we talked about it a lot and each person who came they came they came for a reason they didn't no one came because they thought this would mm-hmm. be a laugh um, they came because they wanted me to. Um, draw a trans feminine body or I want you to ha- draw a fat body I want you to um and so it was it was very meaningful I think for each each person yeah fantastic mm. John. Um, unfortunately we have almost run out of time mm, thank you so much for coming and sharing uh, the project with our listeners is there anything you'd like to share there Lord? Uh, aside from the light boxes, how else might people be able to see some of your artwork? Um, I have a couple of um, online blogs. So uh, there is a blog for this project, um, which is a Tumblr. It's just we don't have to be the building 
um, at tumblr.com. And then my other blog, which has, a, a, you know, the last 10 years of work, um, is uh, all meaning as the line you draw at wordpress.com. We will put yeah. those links in our uh, Facebook page when we Great. put this interview up. Awesome. Um, thank you, Sean. Is there any last thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners? Oh, who is the the song that you've chosen for us? Oh, the tell song, us a little bit about that? The song is uh, by Hini Moana Baker, and it's called I Can Run. And, uh, yeah, that's you asked me for, you know, what's one yep. of your favourite mm-hmm. New Zealand songs, and that's... Uh, that's one of mine and I think it's about self-reliance and creativity when you when you don't have much but actually you have a lot. Yeah. I don't have a heart to make pretty trills choir of children singing in the vintage wine the best party pills a trio of backup girls and fringes and frills but I can I can run fast as a bullet from a gun I don't have an orchestra keeping my time Don't have no drummer to keep me in line No second language No mother tongue, no god of nations, no island in the sun. But I can run, oh I can run, I can run Jacket, no, 
I can 